podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's yet another podcast. Uh, This evening, I'm with uh, Daniel Reinhardt. What's up, Finn fans? And Louis Ragoni. Hello there, Daniel. Hey. Nice to to hear. Nice to hear a different voice other than Mike's for week for weeks upon weeks. I've been hearing both of you guys' you haven't voices. Heard my for weeks voice. It weeks. was your voice dominating the show last week, so I don't want to hear it. Last week, Mike, usually it's every week, and I apologize. I go on my rants and it takes forever. But Daniel, it's great to have you, man. I mean, it's been a long time and uh it is good to have you. Mike, I'm just kidding. You know that. I you know, know I love talking to you. We talk to each other five thousand times a week, so It's great to be here. I'm glad to be back with you guys. All right. Very good. Glad to have you. So we're going to preview the Patriot game. But before we do that, Daniel, I I wanted to get your opinion of what you saw Sunday. Oh, I really don't want (laughs) to have to relive Sunday. I've I've had a real uh, hard time at even wanting to go back and watch what happened to us Sunday. For the second year in a row, Tua just struggled in a Week 17 matchup. I mean, he's had three pretty poor games in a row. It didn't get any better on Sunday versus Tannehill. And we struggled to uh, convert third downs, keep drives alive, put points on the board. Uh, I've seen some pretty poor decisions. Uh, Overall, it was a a terrible Sunday uh, to watch Dolphins football. It was. It was. And and the weather certainly didn't help. I mean, obviously, that caused a lot of his issues. But uh, if we're being honest, uh, he may not have won that game on a dry field. Yeah, not with the decision-making that he was displaying on Sunday. He's got to be able to step up in big games. And that was another big game, just like Week 17 last year at Buffalo. I mean, you can't blame the weather for all your decisions. And uh, I've seen some poor decisions. we got to be better than that. I mean, I hear people blaming the offensive line, you know, after after Sunday's game, and I've got a real hard time with that. I mean, you know, it was it wasn't a picnic back there, and and yes, he got pressure once in a while, but he threw what he went dropped back what thirty eight times. Yeah, and he wasn't pressured on all and those. He had you can't, pressure. He had nine pressures. You can't so. blame the offensive line for him throwing at the shoelaces and throwing behind Devontae Parker and and making the poor decisions when he was rolling out. Look. I, there's been a lot of times this year that we can blame the offensive line. Yeah. There's there's been times where he hasn't had an opportunity to read the field. But Sunday was not that time. The offensive line did their job for the most part and and Tua did not do his. Well, I, we got to preface that. They did probably as well as they've been doing, but it wasn't necessarily good. They didn't have a good game. Well, they're uh, the, they're not that New England offensive line that that we're right, facing that this week. Dominates people, right? That they, they did a good enough job, though. I mean, there were plays left on the field. I said that over and over again during the first podcast yes, did. we did this weekend. <laughs> I mean that that's that's where the problem lies. Is that there were opportunities that they didn't take advantage of. It's that simple. I mean, you know, we can blame the offensive line, the weather, so on and so forth. But when there's players right in front of you that are open. You just simply have to get the ball, you know, to him. It's that simple. And he didn't get the job done. And the defense played poorly as well. And, you know, the result is losing by 31 points. I mean, I don't agree with the last comment. The defense played poorly. I don't think they played poorly. I think they got worn down and, and you know, kind of blew up a little bit at the end. But I thought for the first three quarters, they played well enough to win. They, they kept. 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was just going to say, I think I'm more with Mike on that. They played pretty well, especially in the first half. It wasn't until that late third quarter, early fourth quarter, when they were just winded and we, our offense couldn't keep a drive going that finally that Dante Foreman broke off a couple of long runs. And from then it was over. There, there were a few drives during the game that Tennessee put together, even early on, to where they ran the football decently on us. I mean, they were getting yardage. And that's where I'm talking about where they didn't play their best game. Now, early on in the first quarter, when we were going back and forth, I'll give you guys that. You know, we, we stopped them. We got them off the field. We went three and out, we went five and out, we went three and out, and then finally they put a drive together, right. and they did run the football decently at times, enough to get up by the 14 points, and then of course in the fourth quarter we somewhat fell apart. They didn't play their best game, they didn't play their worst game. Um, you know, keep in mind guys, we were playing a bunch of guy, a bunch of running backs that, you know, it wasn't Derrick Henry out there, so as far as I was concerned... Like he sure say. did. He <laughs> sure like did. His little brother. <laughs> we, well, that's what. That's my point. We we made him look like that. I mean, they should have just totally, totally dominated and shut down the running game for them, and then put the ball in Tannehill's hands, and we may have been in a little bit better position. But you know, again, you know, it's you know, it's they didn't play a horrible game, but they didn't play their best game. I gotta say that was the absolutely most disappointing part of the game for me. I mean, look. We got to be honest. Like I kind of expect that kind of game from Tua, fifty-two percent of the time. He's inconsistent. But for me, watching our defense allow Dante Foreman to go for one hundred and thirty plus yards disappointed me terribly. Especially after being able to hold Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley and other running backs that are better than Dante Foreman in the history of his career well, to under fifty yards. But let's talk about Tennessee. They're a pretty good team. I mean, they have a good offensive line. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're built to run the football. Yeah, they, yeah are. they are. They are. And yeah. they're the number one overall seed in the AFC right now. So if I was to tell you that I don't think they're as good as their record is, that sounds contrite. You know, I mean, they're a mm-hmm. good football team. They have, yep. They're a great uh, coached football team. They are. I believe they are, too. No yep. question about it. But. Guys, we've seen this defense go out and play four solid quarters, period. You know, sure. it's as simple as that. I mean, you know, a, a football game's not two and a half quarters or three quarters long. It's four quarters. And, you know, we've seen our defense just go out there and totally dominate. We did it against Baltimore. We never allowed them back in the game. And it's not like our offense was a juggernaut in any of those games as well. So, you know, when I say that they didn't play as well, that's where I'm getting at. Because, you know, all of our games mirror each other. If you look at games, you know, from game one of this season, you know, against New England to this last game here, I mean, it's kind of, you know, you look at it and it's kind of the same game over and over again. It's just whether our defense just totally dominates and our offense does just enough to win football games, and that's where it yeah. lies. We didn't get the turnovers. If you remember our things. first game against the Patriots, when we were done with it, we weren't real pleased. We kind of thought that uh, we were fortunate to win it. Yes, we, we were absolutely were fortunate to win it. And I got to agree. I mean, look, if there's one game we want to see both our offense and defense play well, it's the game with the playoffs on the line against Ryan freaking Tannehill. Yes, and exactly. Because of those circumstances, it was just extremely disappointing. Guys, he threw the ball 18 times. 13 completions. 13 completions. And, you know, when you look at that number alone, you're thinking to yourself, how in the hell did we lose by 31 points? How did we do that? I mean, you know, it's, it, it's, you know it's because we just didn't do – the job. And, and I know we were worn out, Mike, you know, and so on and so forth, but Hey, we've been in that position at other times and we didn't allow running backs to just destroy us like they did. And, um, it is what it is. You know, we've got to move on from that. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we have a better showing this week. Look, we talked an awful lot about Tua, but it's a team loss. It's not a Tua loss. It's a team loss. Now, Correct. you know, we can talk about what we think can, you know, really hurt them and and two would have to be in that conversation but he's not alone i mean you know i he's just not alone uh, not everybody played a good game 
No, they didn't. I mean, the most disappointing thing about this, the season's ending. And, you know, so we've got one game left on the schedule here. And this one game is not going to answer an awful lot of questions that we had going into this season. So as you look at at this, as you look at the season as a whole, you know, you're, you, you went into the year with question marks about the quarterback position, about the offensive line and, you know, our depth receiver group depth at receiver. Exactly. And, you know, what type of season Gasicki was going to have and, how that would affect whether they re-sign him or not. And none of these questions have really been answered um, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we go into next season or into the offseason with all the same question marks we had going into this season, and that's my frustration. The defense played on par for half a season, as they did last year. Um, They kind of took a step back in the middle of the year and then they excelled, whereas last year I felt that they had a, you know, pretty much a complete season uh, you know, as far as playing solid week in and week out. So there's just a lot of question marks going into the offseason in regard to our draft picks, in regard to uh, different positions, and, and nothing's really been finalized at all you know, over the course of a 18-game you know, season, 17 well, games. In, in our minds it may not be, but in theirs it may be. I, well... I completely agree with uh, almost every question mark coming into the season is left unanswered. I think there are a few questions that have been answered. Uh, We have to pay Gesicki. Do we? We're going to have to. Well, I mean, if we want to have that weapon, we're going to have to pay him. I don't know if we do. I mean, Uh he could get franchise tagged. I I think that they're going to have to pay Baker. He's played well. Is he perfect? No. AFC Defensive Player of the Month for December. Is he on the contract? He's not a free agent. I think. But next year is his final year, right? So we're going to have to pay that man. Yeah, but more important is uh, Agba and uh, Gasicki. That's more pressing. Well, one of them will be franchise. So, you know, it's it's a situation where who are we going with, you know, in regard to franchising? I mean, to me, you know, I think that Agba makes the most sense financially, right? Um, Is that accurate or it's, it's the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, Kasicki yeah, okay. will be an eleven million dollar hit if uh-huh. we franchise tag him. Agba okay. would be 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Really, and yeah. and vice versa. So if we have to give him a new contract, you're saying it'll save us money. Yeah, yeah. If we go but, that route. Yeah. The question is, do they want to extend him for three years or four years? You know, that's what they have to decide. Right. Well, I was going to I was going to say the other question that got answered is is Xavier Howard can stay healthy. Right. You know, I think well, that remember, was a he's huge another thing. guy they have to negotiate yep. with. Yeah, and that's kind of my point with those three guys, Gasicki, Baker, and Howard. They're all going to need to be paid if we want to keep them. I, I'm not 100% sure they keep Ogba at an 18 to $20 million price range. I don't know if they will or not. But I think Howard has proven this year for the second year in a row that he can stay healthy. And that was one of the biggest question marks about giving him that big contract. So I think that right. question has been answered. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd that that's accurate and you know the safety position the young guys have really stepped up i think that that we're solid at that position so that's another question that was answered so you, you know, have confidence in jones i do you I know do i think too. jones is going to be a solid football player mike i mean they're both really young i mean jones is going it, it, yep. this was his second season yep. i mean correct you know we kind of you know look at him as like well you know he's uh you know he's a veteran but he's not i mean he's he's only in his second season and really this is the first year as a starter so you know he stepped in he's done a decent job he's had a few injuries so i think the secondary is extremely solid if of course you bring howard uh you know back obviously i mean they have to sign him and and you know daniel if if Agba is not signed, I mean, you leave a big hole on that side. Absolutely. A big hole. I mean, those are big shoes to fill. If there's a constant, and Wilkins has been outstanding. I mean, he's graded out well all year. But Agba is like the rock on I that defense. I don't you know? disagree. And, you know? I mean, you have to have that type of production to be successful from your defensive ends as well. So, I agree, and I think that he's a, a piece that we need – but I'm not sure with the way that we've been handling our finances and keeping the money and all that stuff. I don't know if, if we're going to end up paying him what he wants. Right. I'd like to, but I don't know if we will, especially mm-hmm. for like a four-year contract. I think that may be too long. It probably is. 
Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, he's up there in age now. I mean, he had what four or five seasons coming in, pro or three, at least three coming in, and he's been with us now what two years? Yep. So you know, he's five six years into his career, but again, he plays the defensive end position. Um, you know, I think you know, giving him maybe a three year contract is not the worst case scenario for our for our team. I think that. That would likely be what it is. Yeah, and and I I think it's an absolute necessity because if you don't re-sign him, then you're just creating a major, major hole on the opposite side of Phillips, and Phillips is still unproven at this point. I mean, you know, he excelled in the middle of the year for a few games, and then he just completely disappears on other weeks. So, um, you know, the verdict's still out on him. So, you know, you have to have that guy across the defensive line going forward. Well, I don't um, know what Phillips is going to be, but I think they kind of coddled him, you know. They they put him in situations where they felt he was really going to excel and uh, left him on the bench when they thought they had other options that could be better, you know what I mean? But well, you it's don't the want most that. premium of positions. So if we yeah. don't bring Ogba back, we have to have an answer. We have to. I mean, Mike, you know, he's he's got when you're drafted where he was in the middle of the first round, he's got to be an answer. You know, you can't coddle. coddle what, what was the word coddle, you used? Coddled. coddled. He can't be coddled. He's got to be out there, and he's got to be making plays for you. You know, I mean. Well, I agree with that, but that's what they chose to do with him. Yeah, that's why I mean, he didn't see a lot of snaps, you know. I think he played a third of the game last Sunday. Right. I mean, he's got to be good enough to be out there every damn down, you know, like the, the kid up in Dallas, Parsons and people like that. I mean, that's what you expect <laughs> out of these guys, you know. Uh, I mean, when no, you make this investment. We, we, we can't have nice things. Well, no, we can't. In the beginning of the season when the coddling was happening, coddling, <laughs> I had flashes of Charles Harris. And right. I, I'll say this, though. I, I have seen much, much better out of Jalen Phillips than, than Charles Harris ever showed for us. I, I oh, think, yeah, I think, I think he's going to be really good. What do you guys think of the season Harris and Quinn had in, in other, in other, well, for other teams this year? Nice things, you know? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. These guys go elsewhere. I mean, sometimes Quinn's played cl- good a couple of seasons in a row since he left. You know, it's it's funny because the Dolphins had Bolden here too, right? And Bolden's an outstanding third down back. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they just made him walk, you know? I mean, to me, you have guys, they don't value, you know, certain guys. Van Oy was here. You know, keep him. You know, who knows how much better the defense would have been with Van Oy. I don't know. But the bottom line is, is that they go out, they get guys, and then they just basically allow them to d- just move on. I but mean, they're here. Keep them here. I know he hasn't had a great career since, but nothing pained me more than watching Dion Jordan get sacks for the, the Seattle Seahawks. Right. Every time he'd get a sack, I would curse the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, it seems to me like we make bad decisions. Thus, you know, the uh, <laughs> the witch hunt on our GM, you know, I mean, our our guy up top. Yeah, I mean, and, I've, I've been well, that's also coaching because you know you're giving your input to the GM. You know, does this guy right. fit our plans? And and yes or no, and, and then the GM acts accordingly. So yeah, he is responsible, Mike. I agree with you on yep. that. There's no doubt. But I mean, we just don't know whether it comes down to you know the, the financing yep. exactly. Like, eh, you know what, the, the guy's not worth it. But we can but, pay him this, or we can pay this other guy right. this. You know, who's keep, more important to our franchise? And that's how you make a decision. You know, you keep Albert Wilsons and guys like that on your roster, who you know were just non-existent this year. And you know, some of the decisions they make—it's just mind-boggling at times. Well, I'd really pick on Will Fuller before I picked on Wilson. At least he tried I, to play. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, don't. I mean, we kept Mac Holland. Oh, you're not mentioning his name. I forgot. I'm not. You well. did. And I asked you not to either, but you continue to aggravate me. Well, you Who's know, I'm old, I forget things. <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> I, I wasn't sure who you was talking about. Yeah, that's exactly who we're talking about. I said I will not mention his name. The Finger? I unless, think I'm just going to call him The Finger from now on. Yeah, we'll call him The, 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 uh, <laughs> the, the Finger. N- nine-fingered. Uh, nine shattered fingered, Knuckle. I like Shattered nine Knuckle. Nine-fingered Ghost. The fractured Finger? The nine figured ghost. Nine yeah. fingered ghost. How's that? That what works. A, what Does a disaster. That He's a ghost. He's now, a you ghost. Said, you said something a little while ago about uh, our draft picks from this year were, you know, as an unanswered question. And really, I think that 
you know, especially our first three picks have played really, really well. They have. Going back a little bit, there's still some unanswered questions. I mean, I'm not sure Noah Igbenogany should be even on the team. Who? <laughs> exactly. Noah Igbenogany. It, what I mean, I think I've been said. Well, been known this, for being this, said, this is a sore spot I, with Lou because if he had his way, they would have drafted the running back in Indianapolis. Yeah, and, and yeah. they should have. That's all we. That's we, Mike. We were all on the phone that night. Me, you, Kirk, yep. Jim Johnson, and we were all thinking that Taylor was the guy that they were going to take right there. And then they passed him up again. They passed him up in the second round. And, yep. you know, look at what the guys did. Could you imagine him on this football team? Now, with our offensive line, he probably wouldn't be putting up the numbers he is in Indy. No, probably but, not. But he'd make the line oh look a little God. better than Hell, they look, too. It, 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 it's a position where, listen, we, we've gotten nothing out of Iggy. Nothing. I mean, and, and as Daniel mentioned, Zero. he's probably not going to be on the team next year. Cut the guy ass. doesn't play. Even on special teams, he screws up. Every time there's a friggin' penalty on special teams, it's his number that's called. I mean, yep. this guy can't do anything friggin' right. So, you know, Austin Jackson's another one. I mean, you could throw him in the mix. I mean, if we if we that's draft, the guy I won't I won't say his name. Yeah, I mean, so he's gonna be here. But the the point of the matter is this: is that and Daniel, the draft picks were fine this year. Okay. They've all played pretty solid, especially Holland. I mean, Holland was a steal in the second round when we got him. The problem I have is what we gave up to get what we got. And with Waddle, he's an outstanding football player, but we gave up a lot to draft the guy. And, um, and we have a lot of needs that need to be filled, and you're giving away assets. You're giving away assets to get a guy that's basically, you know, a, a, a slot guy. And listen, he'll probably do more. Once we get, you know, maybe a different quarterback here, because I don't think he's going to be any more than he is as long as two is running the show. Um, he's going to catch 100 passes a year. Me and Mike talked about this. Jarvis Landry. Um, Jarvis Landry. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, he's, he's probably a faster Jarvis Landry. Um, Landry, probably a little bit tougher. You know, they have different, they have different. Oh, I don't know. Waddle is tough. Waddle is tough. He's a but tough, yeah, you know he's, t- he's talking physically. I'm talking, fi- I mean, Landry was a guy that took on people and uh, he, d- he had a tenacity about yeah, him. Basically. And I'm not saying Waddle doesn't have it, but you know, Landry was fire. You know, he, he was just a beast when he was on the field, but you know, Waddle's got a lot more speed. So, you know, when you look at it and you look at where we drafted Waddle and what we gave up to get him, you know, you kind of question it. You're like, if we would have stood at number three and just drafted Chase, would we have been better off right now, Daniel? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? If anybody knows anything about what I said leading up to the draft, Chase is what I wanted. I didn't want to move out of three. I wanted to stay at three and take Chase. Right. But, But seeing the limitations of the quarterback we currently have behind center, I don't know that Chase would make that much of a difference. Yeah. I, I and, and I might as well issue a public apology to Jalen Waddell. I was actually kind of pissed when we drafted him. I thought right. it was way too high to be taking some slot guy who's just speed. I agree. He's played way better than I expected him to. He's been yes. more important to our offense than I ever could have thought, especially with the fractured finger being out. I, I'm impressed by what I've seen from Waddle, but I, I do think that if we was just going to trade back, I, I think we could have done a lot better than moving back up to six and giving up the assets we did. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, it, in my opinion, you keep Chase, you know, you draft Chase and you still have the draft pick. It's that simple. Yep. You know, and, and I think we're better off in that situation by far. I mean, and again, I'm not taking anything away from the player Waddle is. He's an outstanding football player. Well, but, we, get, we have to pick in 2023 before we're going to know whether or not we made the better decision. Sure. I mean, that's definitely a part of it. We're going to have to wait to see how this season ends too because we we kept uh, our we kept San Francisco's pick right. instead of our own. Right. And San Francisco could still theoretically make the playoffs. And if they do that, then we're going to have, you know, obviously a much worse pick than than it's projected at right now. Yeah, I mean it it could be 6, 7, 8 slots, you know, depending on how far they go and you know, Daniel, Mike in that NFC, 
<laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. past those top teams. I mean, you saw Dallas and how they played against Arizona last week. I mean, San Francisco can literally win their first playoff game uh, against some of the competition that they're going to be going up against. So we do not want them in the playoffs. I mean, we want the Rams beating them this week, and they're done, and then there won't be. And if we win against New England this week, then there's really not that much separation. We don't want 8-10 picks in between us because, you know, then it's just, you know, even more frustration thrown into the mix. Well, I think we have their third-round pick, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the one they got for Salah going to the Jets. So it's a compensatory. It'll be at the end of the round. So we've got a late third-round pick Yeah, is what you're saying, Mike? Yeah. Daniel? Okay, got it. Yep. So anyway, there's, you know, there's still questions to be answered. And, uh, you know, so this week is kind of important for a few reasons. You know, I mean, we want to win this game simply because we don't want to look at the draft next year and say, say to ourselves, damn it, we could have been at number 11. We could be drafting right now. And instead we're drafting at number 20 or 22 or something to that effect, because that's just going to throw salt into an open wound, right? So we got to hope that we win and we got to hope that the Rams knock off the 49ers and, and that'll, uh, you know, that'll help. And plus we want to beat New England, right? I mean, we definitely want to knock the shit out of these guys this weekend and, um, you know, go out on a winning note. Daniel. Yes, sir. Who's better, Buffalo or New England? New England. I honestly think that. I just think Buffalo has too many weaknesses as far as like the run game. They're not consistent enough. I think if you can take away Josh Allen, um, his running game, that and make them only pass, I think that takes a little bit away from that team. I think New England's defense is better. Now, it's close, and Buffalo is way better with Josh Allen than I ever thought they was going to be. But I think if I had to just stack it up, I mean, I think it comes down to coaching. So I think New England, if they have a rubber match in the playoffs, I think New England beats them. And Lewis, what do you say? I do not agree. (laughs) I think that, I mean, listen, they played each other two weeks ago, and and Buffalo kind of just beat them up and down the field. I mean, I know New England beat them up in Buffalo, but, you know, Josh Allen couldn't pass the ball, and obviously that's their game, you know. Um the conditions were just intolerable. I mean, they couldn't throw the ball at all. As a matter of fact, did Mac Jones throw the ball that game? I think he threw it, what, three times? Over the, three and then, times. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I look at the teams, I see and, – and this, you know, this is so funny because you're absolutely right, Daniel. The teams are pretty close, right? Defensively, New England's probably a little bit better. Um, New England's running game is a little bit better. So what are you look what are you looking at here? What's the difference? And the difference is the quarterback, Josh Allen. He makes them that much better. And this is what a good quarterback will do for a football team. Hmm. You know, he's worth 3 wins on, 3 4 wins on that football team over the course of the uh, over the course of the season. If you take him off of that team and you put him on our team and you put Tua on Buffalo or vice versa, Mac Jones. We're talking about Mac Jones. You put Mac Jones on Buffalo and you put Josh Allen on New England, you might as well forget it. It's like night and day. I don't There's like this no game. no <laughs> comparison. Yeah. I mean, so you know, with that with that being said, you know, I think that anytime Buffalo, as long as the conditions are somewhat decent and they're not extreme. I think that Buffalo will always have an advantage over New England, at least right now, with these two football teams on the field, because Josh Allen is, you know, head and heels the the guy on that football team. And not that Diggs is bad. They have really good receivers as well. I mean, God, even, you know, you go you trickle down the McKenzie into Gabriel Davis, they have guys that can hurt you all over the field. Emmanuel Sanders, Diggs, Dawson Knox. They're, they're all good. They're all good, good receivers. And, um, you know, they're hard to stop. So, you know, I tend to like Buffalo a little bit more, Mike. What are your thoughts? You're asking us, what, who, do you, who do you think is better? I asked the question because I wanted to hear your answers. Um, as, as far as myself, 
I, I think Buffalo just scares you because of Allen. You know, you, you, right. he's got that big arm, and you've got to play every inch of that football field when you're playing them because if you don't, he's going to burn you. And uh, with New England, it's a little different. You know, you, you've got uh, the rookie, Mac Jones, and, and I don't know that he scares me as much. You know, he's, he's been accurate, and he's done a great job. I don't mean to, you know, uh, imply otherwise, but if I had to face one of them, I'd rather face him than, than Allen. And we do face him Sunday, so I guess I'll get my wish. It's hard to argue <laughs> with the fact that Josh Allen is the superior QB. I mean, I, I don't really think that there can be any argument as far as that's concerned. But if we're really looking... might have, have a slight edge on defense. I, I, just, I just think that if we're looking at the teams, I think New England has an edge. I, I really truly do and I mean you can even look at their their games this year you know I mean the inconsistencies of a Josh Allen he yep I mean they lost to Jacksonville yep. they, they didn't and, score and a that's, touchdown. if that's his Achilles heel that's it and he was more inconsistent this year than he was last year and, the and, team as a whole was yeah. and yep. to his I backup agree. to his Alabama backup is playing very very precise football not making mistakes I think that I just think that Bill uh, is probably the difference maker. Are you saying that Bill could take Tua and turn him into a quarterback? Why do we revolve uh, all the way back to if, Tua, Mike? If, every... if somebody could, I I well, don't know. I'm, if... I'm trying to I'm trying to decipher what he just said. Right. I'm just saying that that Bill has a coaching edge over over the coaches up in Buffalo. I think he has a coaching edge over anybody in the league, Daniel, God, without a doubt. You, you know, I mean, he's he is that good. But, you know, again, you know, they just played each other two weeks ago in New England, and Buffalo took it to them. I mean, they, they had an opportunity, New England, to control, you know, the, the division, and they weren't able to do it. And, I mean, Buffalo spanked them. I mean, it, I don't think the game was close. I think Buffalo beat them up pretty good. So It was only you know, like 12 I, points. But yeah, I mean, New England so. just, yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't know if they have enough firepower, but we'll see. I mean, they may wind up playing each other in the playoffs. You know, As of could, right now, they're seated against each other in the playoffs. Are they really? Yeah. Yeah. Even if we beat New England this week. So I don't, I don't know what'll happen as far as like wins and losses this coming weekend in 18, right. week 18. But as of right. right now, the matchup in the playoffs would be the Patriots and Bills. It, up in Buffalo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. If they both win, if New England and Buffalo both both win this weekend, then Buffalo will have the division. The game would be in Buffalo. Gotcha. 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 And Buffalo's playing who this week? I think they have a an easy game. The Jets. They, they? have. I think so. They have the Jets. Yeah. Uh, the Zachary Jets Wilson. Better. And where is that game? In New York or in Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. There's a. I don't think there's any chance in hell the Jets win <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But you never know. You never know. I mean, but, they lost to Jacksonville. And we, we, I think we have a legitimate shot at beating New England. You know, why, I, why I, do you yeah. think that, Lewis? I, I, because you know what? I think our defense is going to go out and they're going to say, hey, you know what? We sucked last week. We're going to go out. We're going to play a better football game. And I think Tua has a lot to prove this week, too, going into the offseason. I mean, they listen, they've got nothing on the line anymore, right? So they can pull – if they go out and play a conservative game this week, I'm shutting it off, Mike. I'm just letting you know halfway through it. It's, I'm shutting it off. It's done. I'm finished because they have nothing to lose this week. I mean, they can pull off all kinds of bullshit. It doesn't matter. Just go out there and play loosey goosey. And you, you know, New England's got probably positioning in the playoffs. You know, right. they've got something to lose right. here. We don't. We have nothing to lose. We can go out there. Let's hope that, you know, they play for Flores, they play for his job. Because I'll tell you what, if they go out and they throw another stink bomb like they did last week, then there's going to be, I mean, a lot of question marks in regard to whether Flores comes back next year. If, if one person, I mean, on this, in this organization, this game is going gonna, is gonna to go a long way in regard to their future, I think it's Flores. And I mean, you guys may agree with me or disagree, but this game is going to go a long way as to whether he's held on to 
or whether yeah, I think it gets next year regardless. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Mike, listen, I'm telling you, if they go out and lose they lose fifty to three or well, something di- to that that's effect. Different, but yeah, right. no. I mean I'm if they play a respectable football game and lose, I don't think Flores is gonna lose his no, job. No, no, no. Right. Exactly. They have to go out, they have to be aggressive on both sides of the football and they gotta take it to New England. And with Belichick on that opposite side, you have to do that. You have yep. to throw monkey wrenches at this guy. If you go out there and play a vanilla game and a conservative game, we're not winning. So we're going to talk about New England at some point, this Dolphin game. Yeah. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 in any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPVN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it quick because I don't think I want to talk about it any more than All quick. right. I wanted to bring it back real fast. Sure. You were saying that this next game is really important for Brian Flores. Right. And I'm going to challenge that a little bit. I, I mean, Mike and I both agree that we think Flores is back next year, you know, minus a 50 to three drubbing and then there'll be some questions right this game is deadly important for Tua I mean it just is the question I think the marks, decision has already been made on Tua what I don't know is what that decision is I mean if he goes out there and he throws for you know 280 three touchdowns no interceptions and beats New England in week 18 at home where we've won six of seven versus them and it puts some good film on I don't think that the the jury is out, but if he goes out and he throws up another stinker to end the year, like he did last year in Buffalo, the media and the fans and the rest of the country will continue to say what they say about Tua. Yeah. Look, he could win that game 72 to nothing, and I'm not going to feel any different about him than I feel right now. Right. Well, guys, here's the situation, and the reason I didn't bring up Tua, because He's going to be our quarterback next year, as far as I'm concerned, whether we like it or not. Because and I'm I'm leaning that way because as well. I do think that's a decision. So sure. they're and he, make. Well, here's the reasoning, Daniel. Now we may go out and we may draft a quarterback, but it's not going to be in the first round because I don't think anybody's worthy at this point, and, no. and we have other needs, right? So would it make sense in the yep. first round to draft another quarterback? Probably not. Okay, so no so that's one avenue to get a new quarterback. The second avenue is you know trading for Watson. Well, when you do that, you're, you're just basically throwing away your next two drafts. And is this team good enough with Watson at quarterback and really not having any draft picks to add to this, to this team? Um, you're talking about a, a ton of money going his way. So free agency-wise, you can't really help the team all that much. Well, Lewis, we know they were willing to do it because they met Well, yes, exactly. Oh, I know they're willing to do it, Mike. Oh, I'm just asking and I'm saying that I personally don't think that they are going to give up all of these draft picks in order to get Watson in the offseason. I just don't see it. And I think it'd be a mistake. Here's what I have to say about that. Go ahead. I I think that they very well could – and yes, I do think this team is good enough to win with Watson after giving up a first this year, two firsts next year, whatever it's going to take. Right. Because we see this team come together on multiple occasions and win football games. And Watson is a top four, top five QB talent. 
So if he comes in and raises the level of play of everybody else on that offense, and we go from 17 points a game or whatever it is to, to 27 points a game, which is definitely, we're definitely capable of doing that with a quarterback of Watson's caliber, then yes, I do think that we're good enough to win. And we do have enough cap money to bring in a fractured finger next year if we needed one, you know, and, and I think that we would be a good enough team to win football games. And I'm a Dolphins fan, so I always think that we can make playoffs with a good quarterback. I, I Listen, I agree with you 110%. On this team this year, if Watson's your quarterback, he's good for at least another three wins, right? Would you guys agree with that? I mean, this team, yeah. this team I, I think even with Fitzpatrick quarterbacking this team this year, he was good for a couple of more wins and we're in the playoffs. Oh. I, I, well, he, he was hurt. No, 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 no. Not healthy. I mean, not, not unhealthy, Mike. If he's healthy, Daniel, listen, you may not agree with it, but our offense with a worse offensive line and not, I don't think as good a group of receivers, there was no waddle here. Um, we, our offense was, was very, very, uh, you know, serviceable when Fitzpatrick, since Fitzpatrick has left, the offense has not been that great. But we had games where we were able to put 24 points up, 27, as you just mentioned, and we were winning football games with him. But, well, but that's neither here nor left, there. don't you? Yeah, we, we've talked about that in regard to... Yeah, he didn't want to get his head completely twisted yeah, off. Yeah, very funny, Mike. But the point of the matter is, I, I, I agree with you, <laughs> Daniel, in regard to you know um, Watson being a difference on this football team this year. But when you talk about his salary, you, if you lose X, you have to re-sign X-Men, X-Man. You have to yeah. re-sign Ogba as far as... I'm, you have to pay these guys. You have to pay Gusecki as well. You don't want to lose that weapon at tight end, especially if you're bringing Watson in. So now you're starting to get really strapped, right? I mean, at that point. I mean, there's a lot of other factors that come in with Watson going in the next season. Uh, the receiving core is not that great either. I mean, past Parker and, um, and Waddle, I mean, the other guys, I mean, Isaiah Ford, I mean, Hollins, you know, Albert Wilson will not be part of this team next year. I mean, you know, they, they need some help there. They need some depth. Preston Williams is done. I mean, he looks like he's 30 yeah. pounds overweight. I don't think he's on this football team next year. So, you know, they had, and the offensive line, it, you know, how do you address that, right? How do you address it without being able to go out and throw a ton of money at an offensive lineman, which you're going to have to do, right? And, and you don't have draft picks to draft offensive linemen. So, you know, there's a lot that you have to consider if you're trading for Watson. Now, if we can somehow, you know, work Tua into the deal and give up maybe one first rounder and one second rounder and so on and so forth, then I'm for it. You know, I'm for it. But if we're giving away three first rounders and, you know, basically, you know, going that route, that's tough, man. That's really tough. I mean, you're strapping yourself up until what 2024 before you have you know a first round yeah, or a second round possibly yeah but a good quarterback raises the level of play for everybody there's no doubt there's no doubt about that i agree I with mean, you makeshift offensive line or not green bay's been doing that all year yes agreed listen josh allen's offensive line is not that good yep. and look at what buffalo does yep. i i agree with that we just have to also consider everything that comes with that and then there's also the you know, his, uh, you know, his whole situation in regard to what type of individual he is on top of that. I mean, you know, yeah. we just don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy well enough. I know that him and DeAndre Hopkins didn't get along. There's, there's so many things what? out there. Yeah, that's, that's what came out. There were rumors that, you know, they just weren't, you know, they, they just didn't like each other. I don't know how true that is. But, there, you know, there was a reason why, you know, guys were coming and going on that football team. There was something not right there. The guy's a great talent. I mean, I'll give him that. <laughs> we have the Patriots up this Sunday, and uh, finally, I want to hear some predictions. Daniel, who's going to win and why? Not us. I just think, I just think New England has. I mean, obviously, they have more to play for. They're the much much more efficient team. They've got an Alabama quarterback that's playing better than our Alabama quarterback. Um, I think that their defense is good enough 
to be able to stop us. Look, when we went up to New England in week one, we came out of that lucky to win. If it wasn't for a, a Damian Harris fumble inside of three minutes, you know, we would not have won that football game. And I kind of expect the same type of game. We got no pressure on Mac the first time. If we want to have any chance, we're going to have to get pressure on him. They're only, they've only given up 270 points on the whole season. And uh, I just don't know that we have the firepower to score a bunch of points on them. They're probably going to try to take away Waddle. They always try to take away the number one option. I would expect him to break the rookie record this week. Anquan Bolden had 101 catches right now. Waddle has 99. So I expect that to happen. But I don't expect to win. I, I think that they'll probably break that little skid they've got down in Miami and come away with a 27-10 to 10 win. What do you say, Lewis? I I agree with Daniel um, in regard to, you know, the problem lies in our offense, right? I think our defense can do a decent job against their their offense. I'm not worried about Mac Jones or their receivers. I think we can lock down on their receivers pretty well. I think um, their offensive line is solid. They're going to try and run the ball much like Tennessee did. Um, you know, it is going to be 80 degrees. It is going to be hot. Um, you know, it, that is an advantage for us late in the game. The problem is, is our offense putting drives together to wear their defense down. I don't think we're capable of doing that. If we were, you, you go into the fourth quarter and you see guys dragging ass on both sides of the, you know, both sides of the uh, field there for them. Um, but the problem that I see is our offense doing a lot, much like we did last week. I, I see New England winning this game easy, 24-6. to six. I don't even think we score a touchdown this week. I think Waddle, like you said, will get the record because they'll throw some you know bubble screens or whatever they have to for him to get those three receptions. But, you know, past that, I just, you know, I just don't see us doing all that much. Belichick's going to get this team fired up going into the playoffs. I know they've slipped up down here in years past, but, um, you know, I don't see it happening this week. I think they beat us soundly and it falls basically on, you know, the offense, um, you know, not doing their part in this. So I, I call it 24, six. And I'll be watching really closely at our rush defense because between Harris and Stevenson, they've got nearly 1500 yards and 19 touchdowns on the year. And if we can make Dante Foreman look like Derrick Henry, it's you know New England's going to come yes. in and pound the rock. Absolutely. Same philosophy that Tennessee had yep. last week. And yep. I don't think we're going to have answers. I just don't. 31 to 10, New England. All right. Wow. We're all pretty much on the same page. Well, we yep. need to keep Harris under 108 yards. He'll reach 1,000 with 108 against us. So I'll be hoping that we can do that at least. Mm-hmm. Every time I pick Miami to win, they lose. So I think this, this might be the better. first time on the podcast I've picked a team other than Miami to win. Probably. I think so. I've been Homer every. You've been pretty Homer every time. Has. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say about Kenyon Drake? Two thousand all-purpose yards a couple years ago, or something. Oh, I don't know. Lou don't was like Lou that. was really a big fan of Kenyon. I was. Drake. I, I was. I was too. I was. I was. He went over to Arizona that year and and played extremely well. Once we he had got a good season, him. and then kind of and vanished. Then vanished. Yep. He vanished. He uh, he's with Oakland now, and I think he was actually playing well for the Raiders this year, and then he got hurt. Yeah, he yep. was doing a decent Happens. job. <laughs> what did we say earlier? We can't have nice things. Where's Where's Ajaye, yep. guys? <laughs> uh, he's playing poker. Uh, where is probably. he? Where is Ajaye? I don't. Boy, know. you talk about a flash in the pan. Yeah, yep. I mean, these guys come and they go. I mean, I'd kill for another 200 yard rusher. Where's Damian Williams? Which is, He's in Chicago. But that's why teams don't spend those early picks on running backs. I was going to say that's that the earlier, theory. too. Yeah, when we that's were talking about Jonathan Taylor. Like, obviously, there's premium positions, and running back is not one of them. Well, I'll tell you what. I think you got to weigh it out. You know, what what is around this player that we really need, and which do we need more? You know, it, I just think you got to weigh it out. You need the running backs. You need to be able to run the ball in this Listen, game. we see the difference right now, right? I mean, we saw Gaskin and what he brings to the table. Duke, John Duke sure. Johnson is a guy that's bounced around, and he's, he's out. got some juice right now. He does, and yep. he, and he runs hard, and he yeah, and, he's got fresh and legs. He picks, <laughs> yeah, well, he picks up first yeah. downs, Mike. I mean, Gaskin. 
We're seeing his shortcomings. I mean, guys, there, there was a reason. Hey, he was a he was a seventh round. He, draft there's pick. a reason he was a seventh round draft pick. Yep. I mean, you've got Duke Johnson and Lindsey who were basically you know thrown away from their football teams, and they're both basically getting the majority of playing time. I mean, you know, we we have to get serious. You know, at certain positions, if this team's going to yep. do anything going forward, they have to. I mean. Najee Harris on this on this football team would be a nice Devonta piece. Go, yeah, would be a nice piece oh. going forward. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, the list of Dobbins. I mean, I know he was hurt all all this year, but he's another. I mean, there was so many opportunities. I mean, at some point they have to address that position, and even if it's in the second round, they have to value it a little bit more than what they do, or else you know we're going to be right where we are again yep. next year. I completely yep. agree. And you got to take those opportunities. I mean, San Francisco, by goodness, has a fourth-round draft pick in Elijah Mitchell. Oh, God. You're not, Love the kid. You're not kidding. I mean, the guy's playing outstanding. And we've got Igbenogany. All right. On that, on that <laughs> note, I think we're going to call it a podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. Hey, Mike. Sorry about the little Mike, thumps on you, the ceiling right Mike, now. My guy you, was running. Why are you cutting us short, Mike? Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> We'll be back after the Patriot game to, uh, I guess, uh, cry in our beer or whatever. Or gloat. We're not in the hunt. Hopefully we're we're not in the hunt, hunt, Mike. Hey, it was great to be back with you guys tonight. Thank you so much for the invite. Yeah, it was great having you. It was fun. It was fun. Yes, sir. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.